0: Dang it! I had the open all ready to go. I was going to come on today and give the old Poor Texas! And then the three minute break from the end of Steelman and Thune at noon to the start of locked in Texas scores a touchdown. You know you know why Texas scored a touchdown? Why did Texas because score Because they a finally just said, all right, maybe we shouldn't put the ball in Quinn Ewer's hands. Maybe we should just hand the ball off to the best running back in all of college football. Yeah, look, they
1: did that for a drive and they scored. It's amazing. Yeah, look. I don't care what your rooting interest is. I don't care how much you detest the University of Texas. And I know that there are plenty of people listening to this program that utterly detest the University of Texas. Uh, me, but it me. has to be acknowledged that B. John Robinson is a freaking cheat. Game. Yes, but yes, I fully acknowledge like, that, and man. Here, here's my question. If on every single offensive snap, Texas just turned, the Texas just told Quinn Ewers to turn and hand the ball off to B. John Robert, Robinson, if they did that on literally every single offensive snap in the year of our Lord 2022, are they any worse than 7-4 and four right now? They beat
0: Oklahoma State. We all watched that game, right? Quinn Ewers is the reason why they lost at OSU. Um, the Alabama game, uh, that I mean, that was a really close game. Tough to say that one. They're up two scores today against ba- Baylor. may come back and win this game. And if they do, it's Steve Sarkeesian's fault for putting the ball in Quinn Ewers' hands. So, to answer your question, they're at least one win better, Parker. Maybe even two wins better this season. It sounds like they had the best forget the best running back in college football. Texas has actually had some pretty good backs in the past 25 years. Jamal Charles, Deontay Foreman, Cedric Benson, I mean they, they had some really good players back there. Bijan is the best running back that Texas had since Ricky Williams. Yeah look,
1: and, no like and people when you hear me say that, I'm not being hyperbolic. B. John Robinson is actually that good that I believe you could hand the ball to him on every yes, single offensive I agree, snap, and Texas would have been no worse off this You know season. what my second play
0: would be if I can't hand the ball off to B. John Robinson? Hand it off to Roshan Johnson. That'd be play one and two in the playbook for me. Bijan Robinson is going to get selected very high in this year's NFL draft. I don't know if he's going to be a first-round pick, but he's probably no worse than a second-round pick. We're going to look up next year and in two years' time and say, Dang, B. John is having a career in the NFL. He looks like a dude. Wow, Bijan's really good. What did they accomplish at Texas when he was in the backfield? Oh, they were twenty and fourteen overall while he was in Austin. How's that possible? He's the best running back they've ha- they had in like twenty years.
1: And then, oh my god! And then it's we'll crazy. all reflect on the fact that Bijan Robinson could have and perhaps would have been a sooner, were it not for Jay Bulware. These offensive geniuses, man, they think that they're the smartest
0: guys in the room, and when the easy play is just to turn in hand to the best running back in college football, they try to look like the smartest guy in the room time and time again. And Sark is just one of those offensive geniuses that outthinks himself. Turn in hand to five.
1: That's all you got to do. That's
0: all you, you got to do. You know what?
1: That underscores the reality that running backs aren't sexy anymore. I don't know why this is. I don't know why we've... I don't know why college football has swung this direction... But running backs aren't sexy these days. Right now, Tyler, there are three running backs in college football with north of 1,500 yards on the season. Chase Brown of Illinois, Mohamed Ibrahim of Minnesota, and of course, B. John Robinson. I haven't heard a peep as far as a Heisman case for Brown or Ibrahim. And right now, B. John Robinson looks like he's on the outside looking in the Heisman race that many have conceded to either Kayla Williams or C.J. Stroud. In years past, you rewind 15, 20 years, any running back north of 1,500 yards in a given season is making some serious noise for the Heisman Trophy.
0: Well, how about two years ago when uh, Devontae Smith won the award? Devontae Smith was awesome at Alabama, but they had a three-headed monster that year. That- that's one of the... Better offenses we've seen in college football, I think. Most people talk about the 2019 LSU offense, but that 2020 Bama offense I think was just as good. I don't think that they were better, but I think that they were pretty close. And to your point, Parker, how how many of those uh, Alabama guys – Like, remember the two that got the Heisman finalist invite. It was Devontae Smith who won the award and Mac Jones. Not Najee Harris, who was a first-round pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers and maybe was the best player out of the three of them. Yeah, man, it's, it's just a quarterback game right now. It's what it is. It's a quarterback game. Running backs may not be sexy, but thank God OU's had a good one this year and Eric Gray, or who knows where the offense would be this year.
1: Yeah, no joke, man. You take Think about this. Think about this. Oklahoma's offense in 2022 minus Eric Gray. Oh, yikes. I don't even want to think it's about disastrous. that. It's disastrous. Yeah, very disastrous. Uh, Texas is up on
0: Baylor 31-27. Blake Shapen J- uh, oh, no. just threw a pick. So Texas is going to have it uh, on the plus side of the field with six and a half minutes left up 31-27. So – Dang it! And guess what? They're probably actually going to hand the ball off to B. John Robinson, and they're probably going to go down and score a touchdown because it's that easy. But one thing is for sure. Quinn Ewers is not that good. He is not that good. And everyone wants to have the conversation around here of what might the quarterback situation at OU look like this offseason or next year. And I definitely think that that's a talking point and will continue to be one. The Texas quarterback situation, to me... Is far more up in the air, far more interesting than the OU quarterback situation, Isn't it,
1: man. You remember on October 10th when our boy Joey Hickey wrote the words, "There aren't five quarterbacks in college football playing better than Quinn Ewers." That was a thing that happened. Oh yeah. And again, I go back to—is he, to he the same guy that said OU recruiting yes, is in shambles? Yeah, same guy, same guy. Great takes, Joey Hickey of Longhorns Wire. Um. Oklahoma's defense is the only unit that has made Quinn Ewers look remotely competent you in zero pressure on him all yeah. afternoon. So I li- listen. That that is the greatest indictment of the Sooners' defensive effort this fall. The fact that they are the only defense that Quinn Ewers has been able to solve. Because outside of that Oklahoma game, man, Quinn Ewers has been bad.
0: Yeah, really bad. Like bad. Like the Oklahoma. Like, not State game. not mediocre. Bad. The Oklahoma State game this year might be the worst game a starting quarterback in the Big Twelve has played this year. That's how bad Quinn Ewers was. Yeah, Blake Shapin's making his case right now. Blake Shapin, yeah, but woof uh Quinn Ewers has been really bad at times this year. He hadn't been great today either. And I think Texas fans are kind of fed up with him at this point. All right, uh hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. is the Air Comfort Solutions text I did
1: indeed have a very happy Jacob Lacey day.
0: Yeah, that was a night. I mean, I don't know if it was a surprise because the crystal ball started to roll in for him as Parker gives the the wink here in studio. But what, four commits in five days? Yeah. When it's hot, it's hot. And it's hot right now for uh, OU football recruiting. This is a OU football recruiting. They're a fourth quarter team. They got the fours <laughs> in the air a week ago. They're like, all right, boys, it's time to finish. And so far they are. The fourth quarter looks like the first quarter of Bedlam so far. That's true. OU's and out to a 28-0 how uh, about, lead in recruiting.
1: How about, the, how about the sheer diversity of the four commits this week? You get two high school dudes, you get a JUCO guy, yeah. and <laughs> you get a transfer. A little bit of everything, I'll, man. I'll take it, man. All of them on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. So as Oklahoma continues to beef up... Brent Venable's defense, four really good ads, four guys that should play meaningful snaps before too long at the University of Oklahoma. Jacob Lacey is a guy that, you know, we talked about it. He's played 37 games in his career at Notre Dame. Now, his production doesn't necessarily pop off, but he's had some real nice games. You rewind to earlier this fall against Cal in a Notre Dame victory. He had five tackles and two sacks.
0: Wasn't that Notre Dame's first win this year? That was Notre Dame's first
1: win this year. Their only win of non-conference play. Uh, so that's a guy that's played big-time ball and played a lot of it and can be a plug-and-play option at the interior defensive line position, a position at which I would figure Oklahoma is going to experience some attrition this offseason because yeah. you're not bringing back Jeffrey Johnson, you're probably not bringing back Jalen Redmond, and you're probably losing at least a guy or two of the transfer. Sure. portal.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that anyone is looking at it this way, but in case you are, Jacob Lacey is not going to be the savior for the defensive line next year. Like, that's not – he's just not that type of guy. What he is, and what I think he's going to be, is a very solid rotational player, which is what you need, and that's what we're saying. You need depth at several positions, and you definitely need depth on the defensive line. So if you can go out and get a guy that's played 37 games at a place like Notre Dame – um, was a four-star coming out in the 2019 class. What's he, Six-two, two-eighty-five. I don't know if he'll start, but he's a really nice piece to add at this time of the year. I I, I think you've got to be very happy about this ad. Do not count on him to light up the stat sheet next year or anything like that, but he'll be a rotational
1: piece, and I think a very good one. Uh, Breaking two minutes ago via the Twitterverse. Uh-oh. Lane Kiffin Auburn. Matt Rule in Nebraska. Really? Yeah. Is, it's, it's official? It's not official. The tweet from Chris Lowe of ESPN is that Nebraska has zeroed in on Matt Rule as their next head coach, and the two sides hope to finalize a deal in the coming days. Interesting,
0: because there was all the uh, scuttlebutt that he may want to do TV for a year and then get back into coaching. Uh-huh. And I, I guess another big thing, I was watching something earlier today. His son is a senior in high school and he's been able to go to school in the same place, even with all the coaching changes. So he kind of wanted to allow his son to go to high school for his senior year in the same place. I don't know where he's currently at, but it seemed like Matt Rule was thinking really hard if he wanted to coach at all next year. But that's big for Nebraska, if they can get Matt Rule. Because if not Matt Rule, they're not going to get Lance Leipold. I don't think that Chris Kleiman was going to leave Kansas State. If Matt Rule said no to them, Parker, then all of a sudden the pickings were looking uh, a little slim.
1: Yeah, weren't they? Now, I kind of, and I mentioned this earlier uh, when I was on with Steely, but I kind of figured that there was maybe going to be a guy whose name popped late. Somebody who'd just kind of been... Essentially, what happened last year with Muleshoe and USC, I figured we could see the same thing with Nebraska with somebody like Matt Campbell, for instance, or even like a Jamie Chadwell. But here we go. I guess it's Matt Rule. Nah, I think it's a good hire. I do. I like Matt Rule as a coach. And what he did at Baylor is honestly one of the more remarkable coaching turnarounds in the last decade. So I'll give the guy his flowers for that. The question is, man, is he the guy for Nebraska? Is there a guy for Nebraska? Is there a guy for Nebraska? Legit. Patrick says Trace Armstrong is Matt Rule's agent. No
0: way. No way. Oklahoma Johnny says Baylor simply can't stop number five at all. The only team that has been able to stop number five this year is like TCU, and that's it. Number five, no one's really been able to stop number five, B. John Robinson, so far this season, outside a couple weeks ago against uh, uh, TCU. So Texas is uh, threatening inside the 20. We'll, uh, we'll keep you updated on that one. Oh but boy. yeah, hey, OU recruiting fourth quarter team. They were like a, what would you
1: say, a second-quarter team and a fourth-quarter team in this cycle? Ah, uh, hey, it's a, it's about the middle eight yeah, and the final five. That's what it's all about,
0: where championship classes are won. And it kind of feels like, as nice as it's been to get four new additions in the past five days, the next commit that they get, whenever that is, that's going to be a big one. Kind of feels like top 100 player tier. It kind of feels like the next commit that they get, Parker, um is going to be top 100 player territory. I'm not reporting anything like that. It just kind of feels that once the next one happens, and that may not happen until December. We'll see. But
1: um, I don't know. Maybe you're on the verge of your biggest commit in a while. The smaller dominoes are beginning to topple. Yeah, the larger dominoes are further down the chain. In the Rube Goldberg machine.
0: (laughs) And you are chasing chasing that top five class. It's coming. Chasing the top five class. Uh, USA and England tied at Neil 58-minute mark. Oh, are we we still? I mean, I... We're all
1: pretending to care about soccer. Yeah, yeah, for one day. Because we're... Yeah,
0: for one day. It's a patriotic,
1: uh, might I say, chauvinistic thing to do.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I'm kind of with you that... Unless it's World Cup, I'm like, eh, whatever. But the U.S. is playing England, and I want to beat England today. I'll admit it. But I'm way, my attention is way more towards this uh, Texas-Baylor game going on right now. We'll keep you up- updated on that one as well. Keep the text coming on the Air covered Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Football Friday right here on The Ref. Uh, Locked in with McComas and Thune on this football Friday with some uh, not-so-good breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news, four-star wide receiver Anthony Evans has flipped from OU to Georgia. The edit is out. Anthony Evans has been committed to OU since August, one of the fastest players in the country. He will join Georgia's class, number two class in the 2023 team rankings. All right? That was random to drop today, but okay.
1: All righty then. i tell you what, though. We've talked about it for a while with regard to Anthony Evans because it always kind of seemed like if there was one other commit whose status was in doubt, it was him. The one thing we've talked about for weeks, if not months, is that if Anthony Evans flipped at any point – I think it was very clear what the backup plan is. Micah Tees, Come on down. Yep. Yeah. And
0: now, for those of you that just casually follow recruiting, um, Micah T's, Booker T, four-star, he is currently committed to Arkansas, and the thought has been – I mean, we've been talking about this with Anthony Evans ever since what? The visit to Tennessee – or excuse me, the visit to Georgia for the Tennessee game, which was close to a month ago. And the thought even back then was, yeah, Micah T's. So hopefully that's how it works out because that's another in-state gets for for this class, which I think looks really good. But it's a bummer losing out on Anthony Evans. I mean, I I don't know any other way to say it. He he was very unique just with the speed that he brings to the table. And we've seen some great OU offenses with some burners in the past. Most recently you think of Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, This guy had elite speed and yeah. it stinks that you're losing out on that elite speed to Georgia.
1: It does suck because if you've watched Anthony Evans tape at all, I, that dude's a burner. Certified burner. Yep. That is a dude that at the very least would have shown up here on campus day 1 and been a big time impact guy as far as the return. He's
0: game. one of the fastest guys in this entire class.
1: Yeah. I mean, he I mean that's I mean, blazing that's blazing fast. But again, it's always, you, you've, you've always had Micah T's up there at Booker T, just kind of waiting, waiting, waiting for OU to start recruiting him as a wide receiver. And if you recall, it looked for all the world like Anthony Evans was going to Georgia up until about four hours before his commitment. And in the 24 hours leading up to his announcement, Oklahoma had kind of started to kick the tires on Micah T's, and there was something there. But then Anthony Evans committed to Oklahoma uh, via a late push from... Uh, guys like Jackson Arnold and Caden Green and et cetera. But thing, to suffice to say, things kind of went dead with Micah Teas after that. Yeah, but man, like if <laughs> I find it very very hard to believe that if Oklahoma legitimately pursues Micah Teas as a wide receiver, he is not in an OU uniform very quickly.
0: The good news is, or at least the news that softens this a little bit, is that you can go find a wide receiver, especially for yep. OU. Now Texas A&M can't they're probably going to sign a class that doesn't have a skill player in the entire 2023 class which is like way weird. But OU will find a receiver. The bad news is you're not going to find a receiver most likely that brings the type of speed that Anthony Evans brings to the table. Like even in the edit his track times are listed. In the 100 he's a 10.27 guy, in the 200 he's a 21.10 guy. I mean, for those of you that you know really don't know track times, if you're posting your times in the 100 and the 200 on your flip edits, that means you're really fast, and that's what you're known for as a player. You are a burner on the outside at wide receiver. So, I mean, thought it, yeah, thought it could be a possibility after he took the Georgia visit, and uh, here we are today. I, I, o, OU will replace him with another good wide receiver, probably someone in the four-star caliber, They'll be okay at that spot, but uh yeah, this is some speed that's uh going to Athens instead. do you think that this thing do you think that this thing is over? Yep. It yep. Though, it, yeah it kind of feels though because it felt like initially he was going to pick Georgia the first time around, and then we saw that crazy circumstance where OU got back in on it so I, 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 I don't I don't know if OU will give up but it feels like this this Georgia commits pretty solid. It's going to be tough to flip it back.
1: Yeah, well, and I think what this clearly establishes is that Anthony Evans doesn't want to be at Oklahoma. Right? Like right, you you flip you flip from Oklahoma to Georgia. And look, I it always kind of seemed like Evans wanted to be at Oklahoma more so than his family did, and his family kind of wanted him more at Georgia, so maybe that was just a battle that the family won in the end. But you're not talking a guy back into the fold after this. You're finding somebody that wants to be in a Sooner uniform, i.e., Micah Tease, right? You don't you do not do this dance forever, especially not a month from signing day. You go get Micah Tease, and that's that. Yeah, it's real simple. Can't blame
0: Anthony Evans leaving, ha, 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 ha. Mark in Newcastle, oh, it's okay if Colton Vosick visits Texas every week. His dad is an alum. We're good. Oh, it's okay if Anthony Evans visits Georgia. His mom had never seen a game there. We're good. Trend? I I don't know if there's a panic or a freakout meter all of a sudden about this class, but guys, don't have a panic or freakout meter on this class. Again, it stinks that Anthony Evans decommits. I don't think that you're about to see four or five decommits down the final stretch run here. I think OU's still okay. I mean they're still in a they're still in a good spot to potentially sign a top five class. And again, I think that they're going to get a wide receiver that may not be as highly ranked as Anthony Evans. They'll they'll go get someone good. They will. I'm not I'm and, not trying to sell anyone that this is like great news or oh they'll get someone just as fast or oh they'll get someone just as good. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be the case. I mean Anthony Evans is a really good player, but they're not going to get a they're not going to fill a spot with a with a two star wide receiver. No, they they'll won't. Get someone that wide can play receivers
1: there. are a dime a dozen and wide receivers that want to play at the University of Oklahoma are a dime a dozen. I would not be worried. We we talk about we probably have this conversation once a month on this show. Tyler, if there is one position group that you are not worried about Oklahoma's ability to recruit, it is wide receiver.
0: He'll have a solid QB to get the ball from. LOL, not worst decision of his life in my opinion. Says the four hundred five. He'll be a portal guy in two years. Boomer. Somebody, just,
1: somebody else just simply said, "Who's going to throw to him?" Yeah, yeah, and that's the million dollar question. When you go to a place like Georgia, uh. <laughs> Will me get Mike Tease, says one listener in four oh five. Again, that would seem like the overwhelmingly likely backup plan. I don't know why it would be anybody other than Micah Tease that you go put the full court press on at this point. It just makes too much sense. And again, he's committed to Arkansas, but there's
0: a reason that there's a feeling that OU can, you know, get right back in on that recruitment, even though he is committed to Arkansas. And how fun would it be to stir up Arkansas fans right before signing day, right? taking one of their highest-ranked commits away from them, maybe just in the middle of the night. I I would take a lot of joy in that. It would be great.
1: Seems a little late to get teased, says the 405. I don't think so. No, no, it's definitely not too late. It'd be too late with most kids. That kid's not one of them. Yeah. So there you
0: go. Anthony Evans D commits, And we start off the show today spreading the good news of four commits in five five days. And then, bam, that one just comes out of absolute nowhere
1: with an edit from Hayes Fawcett. Okay. Sheesh, man. And Anthony Evans didn't even like. He didn't even post anything of his own accord. He just retweeted Hayes's edit. Yeah. Like, is he, is he going to give some acknowledgement of? No, thanking the like, staff or anything. Yeah, <laughs> no, just no, no, in Georgia. He's just like, boom. I'm a, I'm a bulldog. That's that. Yeah. Well. Dang, man. Well. It is what it is. Well, it, it
0: opens a spot uh, up offensively because remember what we talked about last week. I said Parker. It seems like. All of the major targets moving forward are all defensive guys. And that kind of looked like the case. Again, the four commits you've gotten in the past five days were all defensive guys. Now I think that we're at least going to see one offensive player, at least one wide receiver, get added um, before we get to signing day in less than a month. We'll see what they do. They're they're going to have options, though.
1: Man, this is – gear gear up, folks, because the last month of the recruiting cycle leading up to early signing day – it brings some wild twists and turns, and you just saw one right there. It's gonna about be 15 wild. Minutes ago, uh, Travis
0: Davidson is going to join us next segment. He's oh. uh, yeah, he's live from Branson. What a time to have Travis on! Yeah, huh? How about this that? News the president of the Micah Tees fan club. Yeah, we'll uh, catch up with Travis coming up next. Whole lot of recruiting. Uh, Texas, by the way, they won thirty eight twenty seven. So. Bummer there, but the horns win by double digits. 405 651 3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. More to come next. I don't know if the ref army's working or not like us today, but I know that they are tuned in. Switzerland is tuned in today via the ref app. Kings Mountain, North Carolina, Sacramento, California, Adrian, Michigan, College Grove, Tennessee. And I don't think Chickasha, Oklahoma meets the 10,000 threshold that we normally go by. But I bring up Chickasha, Oklahoma because ref army... That's where the official Ref Army watch party is at tomorrow. I can't wait for this. I am from Chickasha, and I grew up going to this building my entire life to eat. Um, Legends Pub House and Venue is where we're going to be for the football game tomorrow. 3127 South 4th Street in Chickasha is where we're going to watch the game, do the two-hour postgame show. 55 TVs inside Legends in Chickasha. 55 TVs. They got memorabilia all over the wall. Um, Even today, they got free French fries on this Black Friday. Um, Free French Friday. They got a free concert tonight at 7 o'clock. Legends Pub and Venue will be there tomorrow. Can't wait to see all the Chickasha, all the Duncan, maybe some Lawton listeners. Everyone in uh, Stevens and Grady County in that area should be a lot of fun. I also know that they're listening in Branson, Missouri today because, Travis, uh, I guess you're lakeside.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I can see it uh, right out the window here uh, at Chateau-on-the-Lake here mm. in Branson, Missouri. So got a nice little setup uh, here uh, by the bar, of course, the Library Lounge. And I look one way, I see the beautiful lake. I look another way, I see a nice, well-stocked bar. So, yeah, things are going well up here. Yeah, well,
0: um, are they still going well? Even with Anthony Evans just decommitting about 15 minutes ago.
2: Hey, uh, anybody who's been listening longer than I don't know about you know a couple days knows that I am the president of the Micah T's fan club. So um, I hope that this means that they will that they you know I know they've reached out to Micah in the past regarding uh, Evans' commitment. Um, so I'm sure that uh, OLD LD Washington has definitely been speaking with Micah recently. I've reached out to Micah. And really, you know, through, through this and maybe even through the transfer portal, you might be looking at some more Tulsa blood, some more 918 blood on the Sooners roster next year.
0: What do you think, Parker? You
1: think, Parker? Regarding T's? Regarding T's and more Tulsa guys on the uh, OU roster next year. I mean, listen, I, I, as I said last segment, I think if Oklahoma prioritizes anybody else at the wide receiver position other than Tease at this point, it's a mistake. Because this late in the cycle, you go for the top 200 dude that wants to be in the Crimson and Cream. It just makes sense. So, I'm not saying you won't see another offer or two at the wide receiver position, but Tease should be the priority, and there's something to be said for Oklahoma talent repping the University of Oklahoma.
0: Zach says, was Micah Tease at Bedlam on the uh, text
1: line? was Mike Tease at Bedlam? Not Not True. that I know. I don't, of. My knowledge. I don't think he was at Bedlam. Which by the way,
0: um was by Joe was supposed to be at Bedlam and didn't, didn't end up it. coming? Didn't what, what what what's the story behind that? Yeah, That's he, a little. Did he just want to come to the game? I guess. Yeah, he got sick. Uh
1: whole I mean obviously He no. got
0: sick or Coach Tuck said, "Yeah, you ain't going to that football game. Nice try, buddy."
1: No, I don't think it would have mattered what Coach Tuck said, but uh, yeah, he got sick. That was why he didn't make it in. I mean, it it wasn't really anything to pay attention to in my eyes, anyway. I think it's been quite clear for some time that By Job is solidly committed to Michigan State, and I don't want to say that there's an. That it's impossible that that could change, but it does, just doesn't seem like that's changing. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. Johnny, let's
0: full court press Micah Tease and the Shetron kid from Edmund Santa Fe. Let's oh, wow. get both Arkansas and OSU fan bases stirred up. Oklahoma Johnny, he wants to uh well he wants he to do. Wants what to he wants to tamper here with his wow. roster.
2: <laughs> well, I'll I, I tell you what, I don't think. Uh, uh, old Mel Tucker was was telling by that he couldn't go because Mel Tucker has had a busy couple of days. He's been in uh, him and his program have been in the news for all the wrong reasons here recently.
0: Yeah, I had like seven guys suspended. What that came out of, a couple of days ago. So I think one. I think yeah. one
2: caught a felony charge. Ooh, yikes! Eesh. And then he he of course had the uh, you know the one hundred thousand dollar bonus that uh, was. Um, Awarded to him that he could share amongst his staff in any way that he felt, and he said, "Well, I don't really feel like giving these bums nothing." So he uh, he he took all one hundred thousand himself, is what's been reported.
0: From the four hundred five, does Jaden Greathouse still communicate with
1: OU? Yes, I mean I don't know that that's going anywhere, that that will go anywhere, but yes, he still communicates with OU. The question is, do you, if you're the Oklahoma staff? Do you really want to invest any more time into Austin Westlake? No, no, I no. You've been burned <laughs> because there you've been already. you've been essentially uh-uh. essentially walled out. Of well, that not not for this years. year. Like
0: a couple of years, you might come back if yeah, you're sure. sitting at eleven and one or something like that. And Texas is back to five and seven. But this is not the year to uh, try to fight that battle, as we found out the hard way. And we found out the hard way with with that one. Hey, Travis, there there has been good news though in recruiting. And Jacob Lacey, that was announced yesterday, former Notre Dame defensive lineman. Kentucky was in on that one. Uh, I believe LSU was in on that one, as was uh, Wake Forest. How I look at Jacob Lacey, who played in 37 games in South Bend, I don't think that he's your you know, difference maker for next year. I don't think he's the plug-and-play guy that takes your D-line production to the next level, but I think he's a guy that could be rotational and could give you some pretty good snaps next year. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely take this addition.
2: Yeah, yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, you know, we've we've talked about this, Tyler, uh, kind of at length, but when Brent Venables got here, he got a roster that not only had been, you know, stripped, uh, stripped away a little bit, but... Nobody really on this roster, maybe outside of Jaron Canick, and then obviously some of the other 2022 guys, wanted to specifically play for Venables in Venables scheme. They wanted those 62-page uh, game plans. They wanted the strain and the discomfort and everything like that. You can't really – say that because, you know, physically we talk about, you know, Grinch's scheme and how he wanted smaller defensive linemen, this, that, and the other. Well, Grinch's scheme was also much simpler. He talked about it. He said, we want it, you know, we really want to break it down, keep everything really simple. So, a lot of these guys signed up for not only, you know, the the smaller type of uh, of guys, but mentally to get things way quicker. So now, when we talk about a guy like Jacob Lacey, he sees what Venables is doing he goes, I want to go be part of that, right? And I think that at least tells me that he is willing to, and he's chasing the work. And I think that's what's important about, really, all these commitments.
0: Yeah. By the way, this feels so weird. Uh, It is 2.45 during the middle of locked in, and I can give scoreboard updates if I want. There's enough football games out there where I can do scoreboard updates And you know what, Travis Davidson, I think I'm going to do it. Arizona is up 7-0 on Arizona State late in the first quarter. NC State takes an early lead at North Carolina, 7-0, 13 minutes left in the first. 19th-ranked Tulane won at 24th-ranked Cincinnati, 27-24 earlier today. And Texas, they had a terrible turnover by Quinn Ewers. Baylor had a 27-24 lead in this game in the fourth quarter. Texas responds with a 14-0 run. Texas wins it 38-27 over Baylor. And now Texas needs KU to beat K-State tomorrow. And if the Jayhawks beat the Wildcats in Manhattan, then Texas will play TCU in the Big 12 championship game. But as uh, Parker and I were talking about earlier, Travis, I'm sure you watched that game, Um, Texas won. Texas cover the spread. That's awesome. Quinn Ewers is just not – he's not a very good quarterback, man.
2: He's hes not. No, he's, he's not that guy. He's not that guy, pal. So, here's the thing, and it's funny, when when Sark went to Quinn, I mean, that's when they started struggling, right? Obviously, you had the fumble. Um, he had the safety early. Like, he was taking bad sacks. He was yelling at his offensive linemen. He was – I mean, the body language was terrible. Like, but – you have two of the best running backs in the Big 12. One of them is probably the best running back in the country. Just give them the ball every single time. Yep. Like that That's what cracks me up about Texas is, you know what, if you would have given the ball to Bijan and Roshan Johnson and Brooks and maybe taken the ball out of Quinn's hands, you might have been a 10-win team this year. But – Guess who's not going to be there next year? Bijan or Roshan Johnson. So hope you uh, hope you enjoyed getting uh, getting all your four loss seasons with those guys uh, because they're going to be gone and you're going to be with uh, you know the uh, the mullet wonder there.
0: Where do you stand on the U.S. England match today? Give me updates, or I hate soccer. I don't even want to talk about it. Get it away from me.
2: Um, I you know I like the updates. You know I like okay. the updates. Right. Uh, it's it's it comes at once every four years. I mean, the, the least we can do is, is pay attention to a little bit, and it's not like we're we're changing the rush to, uh, uh, you know, three hours of soccer no, coverage. No, so, no, 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 So, I mean, a mention here or a mention there never hurt anybody. I ran a poll on my Twitter. They, they got a decent amount of uh, votes, and about, you know, 47%, I think, of the people that voted were like, hey, I plan on watching the World Cup. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: 88th minutes. It's uh, scoreless. 0 0. Neil, Neil. U.S. and England. That'd be a uh, nice result for the. Uh U.S. men's soccer team, for sure. Tyler, Eduardo's would be proud of you and the ref for paying tribute to the Sooner fans in Grady County. All of the Elec Longhorns are pumped. Let's go, Elec. Show up tomorrow. Show up tomorrow to the official ref watch party in Chickasha. Legends Pubhouse in Chickasha. One final segment of Locked In is coming up next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Final segment locked in with McComas Thune and Davidson today. He'll be joining me on the Friday rush from 3 to 6 p.m. And I, we've been paying attention to the Anthony Evans commits, the Jacob Lacey commit, Texas beating Baylor, and even a soccer update, though most of the text line is rolling their eyes. We have a massive 6A1 football game in the state that we haven't talked about one bit, um, Bixby leads twenty-one fourteen over Jinx. Five twenty left in the third quarter. Uh, Travis, I don't know if you were, uh watching that Lakeside up there in Branson or not, but uh, big big time football game happening uh, in the Tulsa area today.
2: Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Jinx spoiled Bixby's fifty-eight uh, game winning streak uh, there on ESPN two, I believe that was, um, and. Really, all the the Bixby fans were walking out not knowing what hit them, and I was just saying, hey, if you if you're gonna break the streak, might as well break it in the regular season, and then just go beat them in the playoffs. And uh, what I like about it, Tyler, is Bixby is the smallest enrollment out of all 16 6A Division One schools. So I always pull for them because I know those uh, West Siders get all upset when you uh, bring <laughs> up uh, the East Side dominance, and they say, well, the schools are bigger. Well, Bixby uh, certainly isn't.
0: Yeah, and by the way, uh, we've got uh, high school football here tonight on the ref. Uh, KREFSports.tv, that's your phone, that's your computer, that's your smart TV. Deer Creek and Stillwater tonight at 7 o'clock. That should be a good football game. TV. Anthony Evans decommits, in case you haven't heard. And where OU goes next is going to be very fascinating. Right, Parker, do you think we're going to get a good idea in the next 24 to 48 hours the exact direction that the staff wants to go after this yes. decommit?
1: Yes, I would think so. And the names that I would get to know include, obviously, Micah and As I've said now for three straight segments, he needs to be the first guy that OU staff targets. Agree, Because he's Agreed. a guy right down the road that wants to be a Sooner and with as much as has been said uh, – by Brent Venables and other figures within this program about the value of having kids who not only want to be here, but kids who are from the state of Oklahoma, he's got to be the guy that's at the top of the list. The other guy that I would pay attention to, though, is three-star wide receiver Chance Fitzgerald out of Nolensville, Tennessee. That sounds familiar. I was about to say, a lot of you are going to listen and say, hold on, Nolensville, Tennessee, I know that somehow, and I'll tell you why. It's because Chance Fitzgerald... Is teammates with one Taylor Wine, one of the freshly minted commits in the 2023 cycle for the Sooners. So, Fitzgerald is a guy that has, he's got 37 offers to his name. So, he's a very coveted prospect despite the three star label right now. He's had a phenomenal senior season. He's about six foot three, 190 pounds. So, we're talking legit tall, fast, wide out. Uh, this is a guy that could be in that blue chip conversation by the end of the cycle, and so he's on an official visit, if my memory serves me correctly, to Oklahoma State this weekend. Wow! So that
0: highly anticipated 11 a.m. matchup against West Virginia—he's going to be there, huh? Yeah, he's going to be ooh. there. So we'll see. They're going to try uh, and
2: raise their class from what 72nd rank to what yeah. 68th. I. Just, <laughs> I uh, I'm nice. just saying,
1: I, I I would not be shocked if you saw an, an offer go out to Chance Fitzgerald because he is a guy that I know for a fact has been talking to the Oklahoma yeah. staff for quite some time. Would
0: he be Would he be classified as a burner like Anthony Evans? And, and, no. And, no, and, and no. the reason I ask that is I'll be interested not only who the names are, but what type of player that they are. Like, do they just go after now the best wide receiver that's on their board, or do they go for a wide receiver that's very similar? in terms of what Anthony Evans is as a player. You're, you're not going to find anyone, at least I don't think, as fast as him. So do they go the way of a burner, Parker? Or are they just saying, well, we just want a wide receiver. It doesn't matter if
1: he's a burner or not. We'll just go find the best wide receiver well, we can. I think what's refreshing to know is that you've got one burner that's all the way locked in in Jaquay's petaway. Yeah. Right, who's like, I think his 40 time is like a tenth of a second slower than Anthony Evans. So he's not that much slower. He's not quite as fast, but that's still a dude. Like, anything sub ten four. those dudes are burners. And Jaquais Petaway is a sub ten four dude in the 100 meters. So, you got one. You got another guy in Keon Brown that seems like the complete package at wide receiver. Speed, size, ball skills. Chance Fitzgerald, if you go after him, he he's kind of more cut from that same cloth as Keon Brown. Uh, with Micah T's... I think you've got another guy that's very, very similar to Jaquay's Petaway in that he's got top-notch speed, and the size is modest, right? We're talking 5'11", 6' thereabouts, but a guy that just has a very natural feel for the position, good route runner. Highly productive and dominant when he's got the ball in his hands.
0: Yeah, um, let's run down the team rankings before we get out of here. Uh, Bama still got the number one overall class. I think that's probably going to stick. Georgia is at two. Notre Dame is at three. Texas at four. LSU at five. Ohio State at six. OU at seven. The decommit for Anthony Evans hasn't taken effect there yet. But OU is at seven. Florida's at eight. Clemson's at nine. And Miami is at ten. Oregon's at eleven. My big takeaway from that, Travis, is in the top eleven, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six first-year head coaches in the top eleven in recruiting.
2: Yeah, I mean they get that first-year bump. Texas gets it every two or three years, so it, it's it, kind of nice. Yeah,
0: it, it is. I don't think that losing Anthony Evans would drop OU all the way back to eight behind Florida. But that margin that was just so slim between you and Ohio State, um, going to get a little bit wider now, unfortunately. So we'll see if they can close with Peyton Bowen. We'll see if they can close with DeCelia Kana Heck, we'll see if they can close with uh, David Hicks down the stretch. We know that he's going to take a visit to College Station right before signing day on December 21st. Is he also going to be at that AM lsu game this weekend? Uh, yes, he is. That is kay. the plan. Well, he'll... Uh, He'll raise the overall attendance from 2,400 to 2,401 this weekend. Come on, LSU fans travel better than that's, that. That's true. It'll be majority LSU fans probably uh, inside that place. Parker left Omaha, Nebraska at 4 a.m. this morning to be here. 4 a.m. this morning. Safe travels to Lubbock tomorrow. Thank you, sir. There you go. Thank you, sir. It's Tra- all worth it. Travis and I, we got you for the next three hours. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless fans.